guys. Welcome back to another episode and our second season of Small Talk, the podcast. Guys, today and for today's episode, I had the delight and the wonderful opportunity to sit down and talk with a recent Yale graduate, a Friends School of Baltimore alumni, and just an overall grand and an amazing person. He just happens to be my oldest brother, Shamar Smalls. Let's dive right into today's episode. All right, Shamar, welcome to today's episode. Just as an icebreaker question, let's just get started and dive right in. If you could be any animal in the world, what would you be? I think that I would be a pterodactyl. And why would you be a pterodactyl? <laughs> because pterodactyls are more powerful than birds, even though they're extinct. They're still very cool to look at. And they're a little, I'm trying to, how do you pronounce it? Conor, conor, coniferous? They're basically, they're carnivores. Instead of birds, you know, I don't want to eat like bird food and seeds. Right. I'd rather eat like animals. Gotcha. That was a very in-depth question. I honestly made that up on the fly. That's good. All right. So getting to a more personal question. Um, what was it like in life being a young black man in Baltimore City? <laughs> being a young black man in Baltimore City. I don't know. I felt like maybe dime a dozen. There are a lot of young black men in Baltimore City. Um, I think that I probably had a unique experience because while I lived let's say in the city and a predominantly black community. I also went to school in a predominantly white neighborhood um, with white friends, white social networks. So there was a lot of code switching that I probably did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say that it necessarily, I wouldn't say that I thought about it that much in my youth because I think that, I mean, Baltimore is a relatively, in comparison to other cities, is a relatively black city. Right. But um, if you're getting at, was it difficult uh, being in two different spaces and being in a white space and a black space and having to sort of maybe suppress your blackness, perhaps, sometimes? It was, yeah. Gotcha. So that kind of goes along with our next question. Many times I've heard you talk about the haves and the have-nots. So could you tell us a little more about what that means to you and why you you know, talked about the haves and the have-nots. You talked about being in a predominantly white institution, you know, for middle school, high school, but living in Baltimore City. So Mm -hmm. tell us about the haves and the have-nots in your life. Hmm, Well, let me say I always aspire to be a have. Uh, I don't like being a have-not. Gotcha. Um, As I say, broke doesn't look good on me, and (laughs) nor does it look good on anyone. I think that... What does it, you're asking me, what does it sort of mean to me? or Yeah, what does the have and the have-nots mean to you? I think it is a matter of people just having access, access to opportunities, access to resources. It's not necessarily about money. Um, Currency, there's so many different currencies that supersede money. So social currency, cultural capital, um, sort of political cachet, be able to move through two different groups. So I think really, as I've gotten older, it's very less about money. It's more about access. And I think that a lot of people, 
Um, even in our youth, I mean, kind of accepted the fact that we're all not going to have enough money until we finally have enough money. So yeah. it's definitely about, you know, getting those opportunities and being able to move in different social circles that could take me to another level that sometimes places that money doesn't necessarily buy. Wow. Okay. So you just graduated from Yale University and received your master's in public health. I did. I I want to know what sparked your interest in the field of public health? I have a particular passion to address health inequities and health justice on a more broader populational level. So while I want to be a physician, that can be sort of deduced into individual interactions, but I have a desire to affect broader change and more systemic change. And if I were to, I don't know, if my career path were to transcend just being a physician, Mm -hmm. um, as of right now, a surgeon is what I have my sights set on, then I want to be able to have the tools and the language and sort of the understanding and like we were just talking about, the cachet to be able to um, be in a position to affect broader change. But a public health degree is a very broad degree and it really depends on where you go and what you do with it. Um, For some people it's administrative, for some people it's healthcare management, for some people it is epidemiology, and for some people, it is sort of an extension of social and behavioral sciences. So it really depends. Um, my focus is epi, um, which is the study and the spread of diseases, chronic diseases to be in particular, because there's a lot of focus on infectious diseases, but the highest burden of disease is chronic diseases, and millions of Americans are not managing it well. Chronic disease management is a serious issue. So that is sort of where my focus is right now. Got you. So you talked about chronic diseases. Did you have to do a lot of study on COVID-19? I, well, you can say COVID-19 is technically an infectious disease, but the way that it coincides with chronic diseases, right, you would be like COVID-19 exacerbates or mm, the causality is not really clear. So you could say someone's chronic disease exacerbates COVID-19 symptoms. Okay. Um, so in the beginning, because everyone is just, you know, really got the hots for the pandemic right now, a lot of research that's being funded is focused on COVID-19. So there were some projects I would say that had to deal with that, but myself personally, I'm not really interested in COVID-19, okay. uh, pandemic fatigue, I'm sure all of us feel. So I was focusing on cardiovascular disease and cardiovascular disease risk factors, which is, you know, your hypertension, your diabetes. Um, what else? There's a lot more. Overweight and obesity, all of it can coincide into one. But heart disease, I'm really interested in the functionalities of the heart. Okay. So, yeah. That's good. So since you've been a college student for six years, seven. what would you, seven years, got you. Since you've been a college student for seven years, I want to give you all your years. What would you do um, or what would you say is a studying tip that you have had, although many people learn in different ways, but what is a studying tip that you had during your seven years in college that really helped you and that you would like to share with people who uh, don't study well and are just Mm -hmm. bad with how they function with their studying in college? Mm -hmm. It's a, I think I'm still in many ways trying to figure out how I best study. Okay. And 
I think that one thing, one little tip that maybe I can offer that worked for me is that I do not, unless I know the material really well and I am just reviewing the material after I have gone over it extensively, I do not listen to music. Okay. I do not have TV in the background, um, especially when I'm trying to learn material. Now, once I have sort of gotten a handle on it, I've laid down the foundation, I feel pretty comfortable for it, I will have sort of like some music softly playing, music that I'm very familiar with, nothing relatively new. Well, actually, scratch that. A lot of times it will be music that maybe I'm not familiar with and sometimes familiar with. If I'm too familiar with it, I'll begin to sing it. Right. If I'm not familiar with it, then it's kind of like discovering new music and I can tuck it away in the back. Um, but yeah, definitely do not, I mean, this is just me. Perhaps for some people listening to music really helps them, but it did mm. not help me and it was a distraction. And I think staying ahead of the material. Now, I know that's easier said than done. And when I say staying ahead of the material, I do not read ahead. I do not, because I don't read for fun. I do not do any extra work. So I'm always in line with what's going on. But at the same time, if I, if you know that you have this test coming up, prepare for that test. Really, three weeks in advance is when you should start doing your hardcore studying. And then the week of, or the couple of days, honestly, the day before the test, stop studying at 8 o'clock. You're not going to learn anything new. You're just wasting your time, and you're going to get frustrated. And you should just do something that relaxes you. But, yeah, I think that would be my, and I, and I, me personally, I like going to the library. I don't necessarily study with people okay. unless, again, I'm bringing something to the table, and I know exactly what I'm talking about. That's good. It's good. Not overstudying. No, Doing something relaxing yeah. before you take that test the next day. That's really good. So as we come to the end of this, I have two more oh, questions for you. Yes, oh, the end. Who would you say is your biggest role model in life? My biggest role model in life. Who is my biggest role model in life? Huh. I don't really model myself after anyone in particular. I think there are people that perhaps maybe inspire me to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. um, that would definitely be our mom definitely inspires me to keep pushing. Our grandmother inspires me to keep pushing. I think that someone who, hmm, someone who really inspires me, that's interesting. No, I mean, I guess you could say I'm, I don't necessarily have a role model. Okay. Yeah, no, I think I can have people that really, in a given season, in a moment, I take little nuggets from them and I try to apply it to my life. So whether that be President Barack Obama, whether that be Dr. Angelou, um, W.E.B. Du Bois, I think that, yeah, James Baldwin in particular, his words... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's, and, and also Nina Simone, James Baldwin, I think it, it, it was James Baldwin and Nina Simone have a really scintillating conversation about the state of Black America and Black mm -hmm. men, and it is really good. I recommend everyone should go see it. I think it was Nina Simone. I'm pretty sure. Matter of fact, no, I don't think it was Nina Simone. It was, um, 
Was it was it Earth and Kit? It may have been. I, I'm not really sure. But if you look it up and type it in YouTube, it's really, really good. So basically, a lot of, you know, literature giants from the Black Renaissance, I, I sort of draw to their, their words of encouragement in many ways. Good, good. So generally, at the end of every podcast episode that we do on Small Talk, the podcast, I like to give an inspirational message. So I hope you're ready, because the Bible tells us to be also ready. Would you give us an inspirational message to close this episode today? An inspirational message? Huh. Da, 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 da. I think it is very easy to feel like you get lost in the sauce and trying to figure out exactly where you fit into the world. And I think we have to spend a lot less time doing that and learning how to get comfortable with the uncomfortable or really life is all about making adjustments so you mm-hmm. have to sort of find your niche and be very make yourself at peace with the constant adjustments because if you do not adjust then you simply do not move forward and you get left behind and we all know what a awful feeling that can be mm-hmm. and i think that whatever you're doing always try and come up higher whatever it is that you do whether you know, you're a scholar, or whether you're interested in politics, or whether you're okay with, whether you want to travel the world, or whether you're just okay being at home, because that's perfectly fine. It's all about you. Whatever you do, come up higher and be the best. Um, always have a desire to be the best at what you absolutely do. Be so undeniably brilliant that no one can deny you. And when no one believes in you, I think that's when you know that you are on the right course. And if things are difficult and they're hard, then that's all the more reason to venture down that path because anything worth having will not be easy. It will not be, um, on paper, it will not be attainable. And we look to all the giants in our lives or we look to all the giants in our, you know, amongst our family networks and we look to the giants of people who've just done amazing things. Imagine someone telling Oprah that she didn't have a face for television or the voice for broadcast. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey. Or how many people told Barack Obama that he had no chance of becoming the president of the United States. Yeah. Um, so you just have to sort of, or Dr. Angelou, when she was completely mute for years and she became one of arguably the best poets, writers, um, scholars that this nation has ever seen. So you constantly have to keep pushing the envelope, um, be a little edgy. I like being edgy, I'm very edgy. Um, Don't be afraid to sort of push the boundaries. And I think that eventually you will find where you are supposed to land. That's good. Shamar, I wanna say thank you for coming today and you know, gracing us with your presence and your words of wisdom. Oh, I figured it out now. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Not to cut you off. James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni. Okay. I'm sorry. It was, yeah, I knew it wasn't Nina Simone. It was Nikki Giovanni. Watch that on YouTube. It's such a great interview. Watching two black, um, two black intellectuals at the height of their careers just bouncing ideas off each other. But yeah, continue. So you heard here, guys. <laughs> Please look that up on <laughs> YouTube. James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni. Once again, Shamar, thank you for joining today's podcast. Your words of wisdom are inspiring always. And if you guys didn't know, of course, he said it. But this is my oldest brother. 
and I'm always thankful to gain words of insight and wisdom from him. So, Shamar, just say goodbye to the people, and we're done for the day. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Small Talk. Thanks for listening to Small Talk, the podcast. Guys, be intentional about everything you do. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Shamar Smalls. Guys, I want you to remember to like, share, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your enemy, share with your family members. Guys, share with everybody today's episode and all of our episodes to come. Guys, I just want to let you know that we have merch on sale and it will be linked underneath today's descriptions i also want to let you know to join our instagram page small talk the brand underscore join our facebook group small talk the brand and guys even if you want to know more about us if you want to be interviewed as well guys email us at smalltalkthebrand at gmail.com guys remember as i said in today's episode be intentional about everything you do peace